What's cooler than being cool? Frosthaven! Hey! Hey guys, it's Chris here with Tabletops and Tentacles, and this is Before You Pledge. This is going to be a semi-regular series of videos where we look at a newly launched project on Kickstarter, look at the positives, the negatives, and whether it's something you might be interested in pledging. It's sort of a preview video, but minus the game sitting in front of us, because it's something that we're interested in, but we don't have a copy to play. So we're basing it primarily off of interviews with the creators or what we have to see on their website. Today, obviously, we're looking at Frosthaven because it's the biggest thing to hit Kickstarter in ages. Uh, there may be the apocalypse going on out there, but there's at least enough optimism that the world's going to last until summer of 2021 because, boy, Frosthaven's doing great. It's got over $5.5 million on Kickstarter right now, and we thought we would take a look at the game and explain what it is, what's different about it from Gloomhaven, and why you might be interested in not backing it or backing it. First off, if you don't know what Gloomhaven is, it's a huge, huge, both physically and in a popularity level, board game that came out a couple years ago. It was big on Kickstarter, then it came back and was even bigger on Kickstarter, and for a long time it was very hard to find. It's gotten a lot easier at this point, it's come down in price, it's a lot more prevalent, you can get it pretty much anywhere at this point. Uh, we have it, we've played it briefly, but haven't played it as much as we'd like to, but it's a great game. Uh, essentially, Isaac Childress, the creator of Gloomhaven, wanted to create a board game that kind of captured the feel of a video game like Skyrim, or another RPG-type game like that. It's very Skyrim-heavy, to be honest, and Frosthaven seems even more Skyrim-heavy, which I don't think is a bad thing. I love Skyrim. It's one of my favorite games, so I was super excited about Gloomhaven. A couple of the specifics of it, the original game, you play a character that is blind box. You don't know what they look like. You don't really know much about them until you choose them. You play a specific miniature with a certain set of skills, a certain deck. Your deck represents your life as well. And you have a certain goal that you're trying to hit before you retire. When you're playing the game, you choose a couple of cards and you choose the top and bottom action to use. And you're sort of programming your moves in as you're crawling around dungeons, you're fighting monsters, solving puzzles, that kind of thing. And sometimes that changes depending on what the creature you're fighting does or what your other players do. And you can choose whether to choose the top or bottom of that card each time. And so it's it's got some interesting flexibility. It's a massive game. It's a little fiddly. It's got over 100 hours worth of gameplay. There's stickers, there's cards, there's tokens and tokens and tokens and modular boards. It's massive. If you don't know Gloomhaven already, you've probably been living under a rock somewhere. The new game, Frosthaven. First off, let's find out what's new about the game. So Frosthaven takes place in a northern outpost. It's not really a city this time. In Gloomhaven, you were controlling the fortunes of a city to a certain point. You were kind of adjusting the fame based off of what you did. You were trying to kind of improve the overall 
mood of Gloomhaven. Whereas in Frosthaven, you're actually helping to build this outpost to a certain extent. The map is gorgeous. It's very, it's got a very hand-drawn look to it, very old school. And at the top, it shows the world of Frosthaven. And at the bottom, you get to see the city in a much larger zoomed-in view. And Frosthaven's a little more compact than Gloomhaven by a significant margin. There's a lot of empty plots, there's a lot of ruined tents and things, and there's a number of buildings that you can explore. Well, explore is not the right word, but you can utilize in the game. And these buildings are like a barracks. Uh, there's an alchemist, a craftsman, a workshop. And these different buildings let you do different things throughout the game. One thing they've also added from Gloomhaven is they've added seasons. And the seasons are interesting because summers are a lot easier than the winters are, both from a survival standpoint but also from a battle standpoint. And it's tracked off of how often you return to Frosthaven. So every 15 times you go back to the outpost, it changes seasons. And there's different decks for each one. There's different events and items and enemies based around what time of year it is. I think that's a great addition. Uh, what else is new? There are new characters. There are 16 new characters in Frosthaven. They've stuck to the blind box system. The difference this time is that there's six playable characters right off the bat. Then you can unlock the other ten. There are also abilities to use your character from Gloomhaven in Frosthaven. What's interesting about it this time is that in the previous game when you retired, your character basically just wandered off into the sunset never to be heard from again. And you picked up your new character and kind of just picked up the torch, basically. In Frosthaven, when your character retires, they make some sort of lasting change to the world. Whether that's adding a new building to the town that that person hangs out in, or affecting the town in some long-lasting capacity, you may even run into the character again later. And that's really intriguing because that changes the world of Frosthaven as you play the game in a more notable fashion than Gloomhaven did. Another thing that's new in Frosthaven is crafting. In addition to just treasure that you get when you're beating things or exploring or crawling around in dungeons solving puzzles, there's a loot deck added to Frosthaven. And this loot deck doesn't just have treasure, but it also has items like herbs and wood and metals. And you can use those to craft and you can make potions, you can upgrade weapons, you can change gameplay depending on what you're finding in these dungeons. The loot also changes depending on the season, to my knowledge. Uh, it's a nice addition. I think the loot deck's really fun. I will say that this adds more of that RPG element. It's almost like he took Gloomhaven and was like, alright, we've done a good job so far at replicating the video game RPG lifestyle. What else do we need? And the answer was finding more herbs and crafting and upgrades and that type of thing. So that's a nice addition. It makes it gives you a little more to do in your downtime between adventures, but it also makes it a little fiddlier. So plus and minuses, depending on whether you like that kind of thing. So Frosthaven takes place in the same universe as Gloomhaven, but in a completely different part of the world. Doesn't mean there won't be connections. There may be some little callbacks or cameos or comments about Gloomhaven that 
people that have played through that campaign will recognize and it'll be a nice little, oh, cool. But there's enough of it in there that isn't dependent on you having played Gloomhaven. Frosthaven is entirely standalone. You don't need to have played Gloomhaven to enjoy Frosthaven. So one of the things I am most excited about with this is that you have a real lasting impact on the town or the outpost of Frosthaven as you play the game. Not only does retiring affect the town, but the actual things you're doing in the world affects the town. So as you're playing Frosthaven, you might have somebody decide to, oh, I'll move to the outpost and build a eatery. And there's a little sticker that you unlock, you put in the town of Frosthaven, you build a little bar there in town. And it gives you more to do in between quests, it builds the world, and it gives you a feeling of like lasting impact on this world that you're living in. And I love that part of it in particular because Frosthaven and Gloomhaven, more than anything, want to create a linked, joined story that you're telling as you're playing the game. It's not just one and done, oh, that was fun. That was way more rhyming than I intended. Uh, it's something where over the course of literally hundreds of hours, you are playing characters that are going through their lives in a world that feels real and moves and morphs and changes as you play. Another thing that they've added to it is a puzzle book, a mysterious book of ciphers that is sort of unlocked and revealed throughout as you're playing the game. You'll find hints about things in different locations, and you may even have to go back to previous locations because there's a mystery that can only be solved by looking at a certain piece of artwork in the game or the way a certain group of enemies was laid out for that mission. So that's really interesting to me because the first one was very traditionally dungeon crawly. There was a lot of just, hey, we're going to go in here, beat these guys, get the treasure. In Frosthaven, there's going to be more puzzles. There's going to be more intelligently designed missions where... You're like, okay, all of us have to stand on certain panels, and if we don't stand on the right ones, this doesn't open, that kind of thing. I like that. I like that Indiana Jones tomb type style of adventure a little more than I do just purely beaten up monsters. So that's a great addition in my opinion. It's a separate book. I think there's like 94 volumes. This is going to be like that encyclopedia by mail by the time it's done. Uh, but there's a spiral bound mission book. There's a gigantic rule book and there's a puzzle book now. Plus the big sexy map. There's all sorts of stickers. One thing that's really cool about this is that there are a bunch of sealed envelopes, including the sealed envelopes for the new characters, and each of the envelopes has stuff in them, whether it's letters or indicia or photos or maps or things that add to the character of the game. They will also have stickers in them. So the sheet of stickers isn't the only stickers in the game. And that's kind of cool. I love that it adds this element of mystery to it as well. That you can't just look at the stickers and be like, oh, this is everything. Because it's not. He, uh, Childress loves hiding things. And I just adore that about the game itself. It's, it's just the depth of imagination in it is fantastic. So I think that's about it for the game. Uh, they are... According to Childress, they are about 50% complete on it right now. It sounds like the bulk of the major campaign is completed. 
but they still have a lot of work to do. A lot of the art's done, but they're still working on missions and side quests and other additions. So this is a tremendous amount of work. It's a massive undertaking. And I do have to say on the what's bad side here, there's a chance it's not going to be done in time for what it is. Between the chaos of the world we're living in right now and the fact that they're about half done with this game and that it's such a massive, massive beast of a game, I think there's a safe bet that the projected March 2021 date may not happen. We'll see. That's a year. It's very possible. Uh, beyond that, honestly, I don't know if there's a lot in the what's bad category for this video. The game's epic. If you like this type of game, you're going to be all in already. So if you've played Gloomhaven and you've only done like a third of the missions or you're about halfway through and it's something you don't get to the table a lot, you may consider not pledging for Frosthaven right now just because it is another hundred plus hours of playing. And that's a lot. I... I have no game that I've put that kind of time commitment into, and I'm having a hard time justifying another world of 100 hours plus of playing, despite the fact that I think I like Frosthaven's universe better than Gloomhaven. It appeals to me a lot more. The Thing is my favorite movie, so I love wintry stuff. But if you don't have Gloomhaven, I think Frosthaven's a great place to start, honestly. They've tightened up a little bit of it. They've added a few things to it that I think are beneficial. And I don't think you could go wrong going with Frosthaven even without any Gloomhaven introduction going on. But if you have Gloomhaven and you haven't played it, or you've only played it very minimally, Frosthaven might be a wait-and-see just purely from that standpoint, but eh, it's still a pretty good buy. 100 bucks for that amount of content is a good deal. But I guess that's about it for Before You Pledge for Frosthaven. Uh, this was pretty ravey, I, I admit. It's a game I'm very excited about, and I think most people pledging for it, all 38,000 backers will be pretty happy with the game. It looks amazing. There's very little for me to dissuade you about for backing this, unless it's literally something that you don't enjoy. If you like dungeon crawlers, well, okay, let's be fair. This is sort of a Euro meets Ameritrash in a dungeon crawling environment. So if you like that type of thing, my brother and I are huge Ameritrash fans. And there's the Euro in it is handled well enough that we can figure it out. And so it's perfect but if you don't like that type of game you probably won't be into Frosthaven but otherwise you got 29 days to back this epic insane game and I'm pretty sure it'll pledge thanks for watching everyone if you'd like to support Tabletops and Tentacles you can go to patreon.com slash deeply dapper that is where you can subscribe to our monthly magazine and get behind the scenes stuff uh, we also have a podcast called Tabletops and Tentacles that will be starting up in earnest next week. And there's more videos here on this channel. Thanks for watching, everyone. Please hit subscribe and like if you enjoyed it.